Welcome to the Beers and Bucks Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Tim. Oh, this is Beers and Bucks. Episode three. Oh, Episode sorry. two yeah, yeah. had a little bit of a debacle. It was a little bit dicey, a little bit sketchy. But we powered through. We're back to prove ourselves. And I think episode three is going to be a doozy. Not only do we have a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight, but we've got a product release. And, man, I'm pumped about it. This is going to be an exciting one. If you've known us for the last three years, we're kind of good for a mid-year product release. I don't think there was ever a release that was as timely as this one. Yeah, especially just with what's going on right now. But... I think I'd like to see some comments dropped of just, like, maybe some guesses. Ooh. You know, if somebody guesses it right, like, if they nail it, they maybe get get one of I that. I think we'll probably give a few away tonight, too. Yeah, I think it, we it should. It only feels right. Yeah. But it's good to be back. I, your dad's been busy planting. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Wisconsin had the worst spring of all time. Very cold. It was cold, wet, brutal. So things that normally happen in April and May are now happening in June. Yeah. Which is, for the most part, fine. Finally, some consistent seven, like mid-70s over the next week. Perfect timing for the wedding, which is great. Hopefully no rain. <laughs> Timmy's got a big wedding coming up. Another reason why we're launching a product now. And, I mean, we only had our last beers and bucks two weeks ago. Which yeah. For us, is this is a pretty quick turnaround. It is. But Timmy's but getting married. He's getting hitched. Get you off the market. <laughs> you know, I was a wild stallion. A lot of... But now what are you? Show pony. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Mel doesn't like it when I say that, but <laughs> whipped. She doesn't count until next Saturday. Fair. Right now, your opinion is all that matters. That's a good point. Yeah, until after that, you no longer have one. <laughs> but it is pretty nice, though, having some just consistent nice weather. I mean, I turned my heat on last week in Wisconsin, so um, yeah. everything's a little bit delayed. People's frost seeding was a little bit delayed. We've seen a big boom really over the last week, week and a half, and our frost-seeded clover that we put in, um, it's just taken off. And it, it looked pretty good last weekend, and then we got a picture, what was it, yesterday. Um, Dad's down there, and it just blew up, and yep. it's almost ready for a mow. I would say probably by next weekend we could probably mow it. It's so. the only thing growing faster than antlers right now. Yeah. The warm weather, the warm soil. You can finally think about putting your incognito in. Yep. Fats and people reach out asking, you know, why is my incognito not growing so fast? Because the soil temps are below 70. It's been just brutal. And now we finally got some warmer soil temps, so that can get going. Talk about that a little bit because that's one of those tools that I don't think we've tapped its potential even. Yeah. To, just to the degree of how you can use it and improve your property. So that's, that's a product we'll talk about tonight. We're going to talk about after we launch our, our new product here in a little bit. Gonna let a few people get on and get comfortable, get your beer ready. We're gonna talk about Timmy's destination kill plot. Yep. Maybe reach out to some folks to see if you can help us design that. Yeah, I mean, we've had this is well, the first year when we first bought it, we just threw some stuff down in there. The second year was uh, the time where we really did our first initial design. Dad killed a buck. Then the next year we did a kind of a new design because we like to rotate crops down there and killed another buck. So um, hopefully we can go um, three for three here. Um, and actually Colin shot one that first year too out of that same stand. Yep. So that, you that's You and I are spot. the only ones that haven't. I know. Yeah. I, 
I've had some some nice encounters, but not the not the lucky ones. But There's three good... three deer and two two hunting seasons out of that spot. So what do they say? Prior preparation prevents poor performance. The five Pit... P's. Prior planning prevents piss poor performance. Ooh, that's that's good too. Yeah, that one's better, I think. All the P's. Domain seed spreader. Seed that's spreader a good idea, beans. Josh. We're getting close. Should we should we thank one of our uh, unofficial sponsors? Oh, yeah. We should. This Again, it's Hop and Barrel, downtown Hudson, Wisconsin. Maybe we should tag them in this. Tonight's Let episode is brought to you by Hop and Barrel. Mike likes a little fruit. It's the his. kind of sponsorship where you pay them. Yeah. It's the perfect kind, right? Yeah. It's, it's the only kind stuff. we've been able to get. Good and good for you. We got Greg down in St. Louis watching the show. He sent me some pictures of a pretty giant buck smoking one of his food plots earlier today. So those are fun. It's kind of This is the time of year where... We're finally getting some serious antler growth. So I want to provide just a little bit of advice because I've done it incorrectly too. Don't put your mineral out in September just to get the full antler growth. Put it out now to help enhance it, it, right? Um, I think we always fall fall victim of like, I don't know. We don't put our cameras out. Don't put our mineral out until bucks are fully formed when it, at that point it's a nice attractant but yeah. it sure would be nice to help enhance some of those mineral or some of those antlers too so i'm i'm planning on rigging up and getting a couple of of our cameras out. i don't know if i'll start running the tacticams yet but definitely getting yeah. some of our sd card cameras out Just over some kind of some hot intel. spots and yeah see if uh you know the big eight made it we found one of his sheds and he's uh he's going to be a, a truly world-class deer for our area uh, this year and Hopefully, uh, you There's know, a, us or, you know, one of our, our, our good neighbors. The domain crew might kill a couple of world-class deer this year. Yeah. I don't like to get ahead of myself. I like to teach patience and things like that when you've got big, giant deer on camera. But there is that potential. We also forgot to mention that we've got some new mics. Yeah, look at these bad like, boys. We came back from episode two ready to battle it's called making the investment yeah absolutely know? yeah for sure i put a lot of effort into getting these things on I'm, a lot of spreader you didn't do anything i know <laughs> we got a bunch of spreader spreader guesses some bean guesses uh, i've got a, i had a bunch of texts all day people asking me what we're going to launch what new seed mix we're going to launch because they got two extra acres so um nobody's nobody's completely nailed it yet there's been some close guesses though uh, so I guess you you get credit for that. I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked for some of these uh, for some of these 2023 products. Some of these test plots we're rocking. This There's year. a bunch of we're always testing. Always a lot going on. Got to get some in um, the ground on our our farm yet, but uh, some of them are uh, they're pretty cool. It's always like what what's one additional problem you can solve, or what's one additional benefit you can add. And you know we we don't want to just add another mix, add another mix creates that much more work so you know a lot of thought goes into it before we we launch a new new mix because it does it just creates that much more workload on on our end and other skew you got to keep inventory of so we put a lot of thought into that of like is it going to solve a problem or is it going to provide an additional benefit that one of the other mixes don't do and i think we've got some winners absolutely and the, the product that we'll talk about tonight too is one where it's been tested by us for a couple of years, but also we were able to, again, utilize a, a larger team of experts to help us 
you know, fully get it to the finish line and vet it out for years and years on multiple different applications and all the things. So it's, it's again, one of those products where once it, once it releases, like it's the cat's pajamas for sure. That's kind of how we roll. So, um, and the packaging is not half bad either. No, pretty solid. What do you think? I think it's probably time. Should we do it? We've got a few guesses. Has anyone got it right yet? Negative. Hopefully we don't break the cameras this time. Because last time we broke the cameras when we brought out my handy-dandy art artwork. Tonight, hopefully that's not the case. So should we do it? Should I bring it in? Should we both bring it in? Well, Riley might get mad. Oh, yeah. We'll keep it centered. All right, here it is. We'll let you take it all in for a minute. This is the newest family member liquid courage everybody could use a little liquid courage you know you're at the you're at the bar you're just ah, a single guy at the bar tim was the scrawny single guy at the bar yeah um, the, he needed a, a lot kind of liquid mustache. courage to you know get up and get ready so this is our newest product it's our liquid foliar fertilizer liquid courage this covers two acres this was something that we've been working on for a couple of years now the company that we work closely with to bring it to market has been applying something similar to this for eons they've been around for over 100 years family-owned business in, in the u.s uh, that we've partnered with on this product so we've been able to utilize the experts once again um, this can be used on anything which is pretty cool the tests i'll share a couple of them with you but um the tests are, are pretty pretty awesome with just what it's done to help improve on the egg side food plot side um apple trees like all sorts of applications which is pretty pretty cool but it's one of those things where no it's not a stump feeder this is this is fertilizer this is not deer food and it's not blue powerade <laughs> not blue powerade do not drink it um but it's one of those things where we've been working on it working on it working on it timmy and i said you know what with the cost of fertilizer prices literally going through the roof what can we do to help solve a problem and be budget friendly so we you know, kind of took a step back from what we were doing and solely focused on one product to kind of get it to the finish line. So uh, it's it's one of those skews where it's going to save you in the pocketbook and it's going to maximize forage, growth, production, all the things. So just to break it down to put it into perspective, when Tim plants his half acre big sexy plot this fall, go in and put in your 50 pounds of 19, 19, 19, get it started. Once those plants get started, come back in with liquid courage this will cover it four times four applications um let you spray or you mix it with water up minimum of five gallons up to 20 gallons um this will cover two acres which means you could cover a half acre four times quick math that's uh, good yeah it was, it's about, Tough as, math. about as good as that guy you were not ever good at math right so i don't even know what fertilizer costs right now but it's a lot um for 50 bucks at your retailer you can cover it four times. So it's one of those products where if we can help you save some money, grow bigger plants, we're all for it. So those of you just joining, yes, Liquid Courage is a foliar fertilizer. Diluted with water, spray it on anything. Spray it on your corn, spray it on your beans, spray it on your comeback kid, your hot chick, your brassicas. If you have Roundup Ready plants, mix it with herbicides. Um, it, it pretty much has all those applications. You got apple trees, a lot more apples, Spray liquid courage. Uh, there's actually a bunch of testing that was done on apple trees specifically. It was a pretty crazy test um, about how many 
more pounds of apples per tree the test the test trees created with with this type of product so, so the big the big thing is is just making sure like it's not meant for at time of planting it needs to t attach to the leaves thank it, you so um make sure that your 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 plants have come up they've germed um not too early make sure that there's a a lot of the plant that they can touch because that's how it's going to interact with your plants Correct. so it yeah. is not a absolutely seed and then drive over and spray it it is very much a like as it starts to get it's get the roots established it starts to shoot up that's another time where typically you need to go in and hit it with more fertilizer um makes it a lot easier to just go in and, and spray it um to give them that nice boost so yep, yep exactly and it's one of those things where if you can wait for it to get five, six inches tall, as much stem and leaf development as possible to absorb that, that liquid courage is going to help. Um, right now, it's going to, at our retailers, it'll be $49.99. On our website, it'll be $59.99. So if you have a, a dealer carrying it, that's the place to go. We'll kind of release those as they, as they go. But a lot of the dealers are going to be jumping on board here, um, and some will have it here in the next few days. The, the official kind of goal for the dealers to kind of start shipping those orders is mid-june around june 15th it'll be live on our website tonight um jake was working feverishly actually right now it's live it's on the actually website. live right now on our website how about how about whoever is the first person to order a thing of liquid courage gets a free hat done how about we give away two two jugs too yeah how do we how how does one win a jug of liquid courage what can they do they got a they got a they got a Ooh. comment Ooh, a roll with a roll call. They got a comment. I'm always curious about this. It's been bothering me since oh boy. Beer, beers and bucks number one. Oh boy. Doesn't have to be a beer to enjoy with beers and bucks. Ooh. Comment with a picture of what you're drinking while you're enjoying beers and bucks, and the first two people that comment get a free jug. <whistles> That's pretty solid. A picture. Hopefully, they can actually get their pictures on here. We've had trouble with that in the past. Oh, darn it. Yeah, I know. Maybe they just comment. Oh, boy. Now we're already going back on it. I think we keep it simple. Comment with your beverage of choice during beers and bucks. Hashtag liquid courage. Because who doesn't need liquid courage during beers and bucks? I mean, how I do. ironic is that? I wouldn't get through it. This is our liquid courage. Yeah. That's your plant's liquid courage. All right, so. And to answer, to answer someone's, I forget who it was up above. Here we go. Here we go. M Mike. Coors, Kool-Aid, Bushlight, 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 Mountain Dew. Mike was the one that actually came up with the name Liquid Courage. I was thinking, uh, I was thinking like juice, like steroids, like, you know, I was kind of going down that path and we were texting like late one night, just going back and forth. <laughs> like and we do. Like That's how we get, do. We get getting a little, juiced little and menders. like. I forget. There were some really good ones. Um, some of them might resurface. Metamucil. And all of a sudden it was like liquid courage. And I was like, oh. But we always sleep on it for one day before we make the call. And I just, I, I don't even think I slept. I was like, that's I, so perfect. I just thought about, we always used to put a liquid jacket on back in college when it was cold out in Wisconsin. You put your liquid jacket on and then you go to, oh, go yeah. to the bars. Um, and then when you get to the bars, a little bit of liquid courage and you could maybe talk to a girl. Um, so it just, it just felt right. Yeah. And here we are. And it, I feel like it's on brand. Yeah. It does a good job. <laughs> so let us know if you have questions. Um, 
it's going to be rolling out to quite a few dealers here um, by middle of June. Um, if if it's middle of June and the dealer of choice where you buy a domain doesn't have it, bring it up to them. Um, we'd love to to get it into your market and. I think it's going to be a great product. Again, it solves a problem. Uh, inflation is definitely real this year. So um, the yeah. fact that you can cover four acres. Uh, two or, acres. Sorry, two acres with one jug. We can cover jug. four if you buy two. Yeah, but even covering two, two acres with, with one jug, it's pretty phenomenal. That's good math again. I can keep going. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, David, it covers two acres. You have to dilute it with water. And to Tim's point earlier, it must be sprayed on the physical plants you want to grow, not on the ground. Yep. Um, it is a foliar fertilizer, so it works through the leaves and the stem. And don't think you can only plant it on your 25 acres of domain food plots. You can also, did I say plant it on? I meant spray it spray on. Spray it on, yeah. You can also spray it on your corn, your beans, your apple trees. It works on everything. Um, it, and it basically the idea of it is it helps those plants increase the nutrients they can absorb then obviously grow, but better yields, better growth, better taproot production, better root development. Um, the idea is to increase plant growth and quality. So well, I think a all lot those of, things that we're trying to accomplish. I think it's a step missed a lot of times too, is you, you plant the plot, you fertilize at time of planting. And then a lot, I, I feel like a lot of, I've skipped it before where those plants are germinated. They're starting to come up. You're like, it's looking good. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go down and fertilize it again. Yep. And it's amazing when we have took that step, and the the difference that it makes with your plot. So yeah, definitely give it a shot. I think it's gonna be a, a really solid product. Jakey sprayed it on his his little uh, green mile the other week when they were shooting some content, and it was pretty pretty crazy how quickly those plants reacted. Granted, soil temps were rising. We had all the, I mean, it, they damn near doubled in size in a week. It was yeah. crazy. Um, but, yeah, so a minimum of five gallons of water diluted to your liquid courage. Um, if you're going to do an acre, I would say a minimum of 10 gallons. Uh, if you're going to do the two acres, I would do probably do 20 gallons. So you're going to want to try to dilute it uh, quite a bit in that regard. But don't think you have to use it all at once on those little half-acre plots. Dissect that into quarters and, and throw your – your five-gallon sprayer on your back and, and spray away. That's the beauty of it. Four applications on a half-acre plot for $49.99 or $59.99, whatever, whatever it is, wherever you buy it. So um, it, it's it's one of those products that's going to help you save money, help you grow better plots all at the same time. So Boom. Um, we hope you find value in it. We're pretty excited about it. I, I don't know if I've been this excited about a mid-year launch as I ever have. Um, so it's one of those things. Um, David, I, I don't, I never say no harm to burn, um, because anytime you're using a fertilizer, there's always a chance to burn. With that said, what we recommend is spray in the early mornings when the temps are below 80 on plants that are, um, plants that are not stressed. So, I mean, if they're super stressed out, um, then I would wait. Is it not in stock online? Working, Working on it, Dan. Might have sold out already, but we'll get you some more. Jakey's mm -hmm. been working hard to get these filled for we, you. We have our first order. So, uh-oh, got our. Well, he's got, he already owns all of our hats. Perfect. Woohoo! So, with that said, um, I was oh yeah, so it's a seven seventeen four. Sorry, Chris, you've been asking a couple times, and there's so many comments coming through here that I uh, 
I missed it the first couple of times. So, and again, like we said, good for everything. Spread on your beans, spread on your corn, spread on your, your comeback kid, your hot chick, your big sexy. Um, Brian, um, from Whitetail Crossings, just make sure you only use Liquid Courage by my stand, not Mike. <laughs> you can use it by Jake's. You can use it by Jeff's. You can use it by Marcus's. Mike, Mike needs to feel it, feel it this year a little bit. Oh, yeah. So, hey, Dan, back in stock. Jake ran to the back back room and got a few more cases for you. So, hop on there. Don't forget, um, first order, I think, has already been taken, but they get a hat, so we'll reach out to you. Also, we're going to give away two cases. Or so, whoa, whoa. Easy. Two jugs. Two jugs. Easy there. Yikes. Holy Take that smokes. back. Two jugs. We'll randomly pick the winners for those. Um, so... And Brian is not going to get one because he's going to take your advice and only spray plots by you. Done. I guess we'll be whistling Dixie in the woods. <laughs> we'll take care of that. That better not happen again <laughs> this year. I'll never go back. <laughs> like, I'm just like not going to do it. So we're going to give away two jugs. All you have to do is comment what your, what your beverage of choice is during beers and bucks. Gatorade and bucks, bourbon and bucks, call it what you want, water and bucks, water buck, call it what you milk, want, you milk know. and bucks. Whatever, exactly. All you got to do is comment what it is you're drinking when you listen to us. God forbid. And we'll give away two jugs. Heck yeah. Love it. So let's talk a little bit about planning. Um, planning or planting? Planning before planting. Plan- Ooh. The, uh, the big thing we've been... Hold we- on. What? What is Alchemist Focal Banger? That's got to be... Some kind of a sweet tea. I'm assuming some kind of a sweet tea. It sounds amazing. Huh. Anyways. Um, Rabbit hole. Bud Light Lime. And Bucks. I like Bud Light Lime, honestly. Well, yeah, you like fruit in your beer. You like lemon. Well, yeah. Shouldn't I you enjoy your beer? I do. It's, yours, it's, is, yours isn't in the can long enough to taste it. Yeah. Mine but the, is. The mountains are blue. How do yeah. you even know if your beer is cold? I. It has no indicator. I grab it, and it's cold. Yeah, we'll t- we'll pick it up another time. My fingers tell me. So, we focus on really we talk about a couple of things a lot, and one of them is putting plots where you don't think you can put plots. Deer Slayer Lager. What the? Is this hell? real? I've cut you off like fourteen times. I'm sorry. They just. Whew. Angels Envy. Be- now we're talking. Bean flicker. Bean flicker. What is this? What are you guys drinking? Write this stuff down. These are new products right cabin, here. Cabin fever. Write these down. Is good. Bean flicker. That one we could use. Bean that one we could use. Would we get in trouble for that? Probably better yeah, not use bean flicker. It's Dang a family it. show. Yeah, you know? sorry. All right, fine. It's what Dave Portnoy always says about his pizza reviews. <laughs> family. We got to talk about my mac and cheese reviews too today. Yeah. We cannot forget like, about well, that. Well, maybe we just address it right now. So... We went out to dinner on Sunday night, met up with Mike and Jen and uh, their daughter, Veda, and she always gets mac and cheese when we go out to dinner. But a lot of times she doesn't end up eating it. Not she just all. wants to eat her little cracker things. So who eats it? Mike. So I didn't realize this until Sunday, but he he has personally eaten mac and cheese at like 35 different restaurons, and he is like rating them. I'm a connoisseur. Like, so literally he yeah. can like tell you like his top five mac and cheese spots 
And number one's his home golf course, of course. Danny's at Stone Ridge. The best mac and cheese in the history of the world. Why? Their cheese. It's something about their cheese. I'm a Kraft mac and cheese guy. That'll blow your mind. I'll big, give it a big shot. noodles, like creamy, drippy cheese. I didn't realize he was that into mac and cheese. Who doesn't like mac and cheese? I mean, I love it. Jake and I at lunch break eat. He eats. Easy he mac. Eats, he eats Char's Easy Mac, and I eat Veda's Easy Mac for lunch. So, yeah, and spaghettios. I mean, we <laughs> we're like third. We're like third grade lunch here. I gotta bring you guys some. Food. I had a PB and J today, along with spaghettios. Try a salad. <laughs> you know. Hey, it's it's one of those things. All right, we're going to get back on track. Bean flicker. um, Can't get over bean flickers. So we talk a lot about... Is that real? Yeah, it is. In the woods plots, plots where you wouldn't normally put them. I'm going to get an update on our in the woods plot. Did we ever post that video? Sure did. The the in the woods plot? No, no. Just the uh, food plot highway. We should should post that, and then I'll get an update. We were hoping to get a better model in there. Well, it was just me. I I was there, you know. Yeah, Dad was on the camera. I could get Dad in there, you know. The he, meal, he did all the work. He'd probably crush it. No, I planted it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, but in the woods, food plots, food highways. We've what did you seen, plant in there? So in the woods, we put um, hot chick, and then in the, the area where it was going to get more sun, I put an OBS. Got it in probably two and a half weeks before the leaves got on. So it had good initial germ. They, they grow down before they grow up. Um, and now it's it's looking really solid. So I, I'm excited to see it this weekend. Sometimes they'll stunt out if it's completely shady. So we're going to look at it. We've identified a couple of trees we're going to take out that, you know, just allow just enough light just to get Just an excuse to rip on the Husqvarna a little bit. Oh, just Who doesn't like rip. that, right? But the other thing we talk about and we're going to talk about tonight is using a, a little bit larger of a food and i'm not talking huge we have a, a two acre hunt plot that is our our go-to and we've done a lot with it um, we've got our 20 acre field now that we pulled out of ag that we're doing some really really fun stuff with this year that's a labor of love there but man it, it'll be a work in progress we're learning how to be big time farmers <laughs> Uh, a lot of rocks out there but um the the lower field has proven very, really successful and i think one of the reasons why it's been successful is how we've constructed the plots to get the deer to come to a social area in front of the blind. I completely agree. And, you know, you do that by obstructing their view. Um, so they can't just scent check from one side of the field and feel confident that there's not a doe in there. Um, but also, we, you know, we put a scrape tree out there. We've got good food plots in there. Um, we've got standing corn. We've done beans down there. And it just has become the ultimate kill stand on our property. The green machine saved everybody's life yeah, last year. Last year we had almost half of that field in beans, and we didn't get rain for weeks, and the beans just failed, and it turned into weeds. And we made the call in second or third week of August to go in and till yeah. it in the beans, and then we didn't do anything. We just broadcast the green machine, but then we had rain sun rain sun rain and i am convinced that that changed that buck's pattern because you had all that fresh growth and he started coming down to that and dad killed him on open it was wild how yeah. many deer were in that thing odd side ales huh how many deer were in that thing in october it like was after it, your dad killed that next month was just foolish it was stu- there there was times where i hunted it where there was 30 deer out just in that field foolish. yeah so um i think you know, sometimes 
out out by in front of my cabin i've got a really quite small field me try putting corn and beans in there and by late august early september they're just ravaged um it just gets too too much pressure so we're converting that this year we're gonna i want to turn it into a clover plot so i'm not going to plant clover this year i'm going to plant sugar mama this fall and that's going to come back next year is awesome clover and then i'm going to frost seed it that way i always struggle with weeds there so that should be perfect you know in the fall i can get it tilled up i can get sugar mama in and then next spring i won't have to unearth any new weed seeds i can go in and i can just frost seed it i'll probably do a mix of comeback and hot chick um get that established but um let's pull up the map let's see oh, if we yeah. can see it trying to poke anybody's eye out here Oof. Oh boy. I don't know how we're going to do this. Ooh, yeah. That's going to cover your face, Tim. Here you go. Hey! Let's see if we can kind of get a zoom in on what this one, Riley. Oh boy. It's going to be right next to your noggin. Last, last time when we touched the old. Uh, oh, hey, yeah, that looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So that is. That's the kill stand. The infamous kill stand, which is located over here. Yeah, so maybe maybe actually start here, Riley, and then we'll move over here. So there's a little bit of glare. Um, there we go. All right, so. It's this sweet map. Where'd you get the map first? I bought it at the Wisconsin Deer and Turkey Expo. I can't remember the company. Love it. But right. Northwoods Mapping? Yeah, I think it was Northwoods Mapping. Sweet. Up in this top corner is where our, our secluded plot is. And then we've got our 20-acre ag field down here. And then... That's oh, being converted. Yeah, it's being converted. Um, we have some wildflowers, um, like bird, pollinator, bee habitat uh, coming in here. We, we're going to sock about 2,000 trees in. We put a shelter belt in two years ago and across the middle of All of our of test plots. And, and then back here is all test plots. Uh, um, over here is all rock and, like... Illicit. Shale. <laughs> we just put illicit in there. It comes in awesome. Um, but... We've got a cool little micro plot up here um, that we do a lot of cool stuff with. But down here is our, our lower plot, and I've expanded it on the map here. And one of the things I like about doing this on these maps is you can kind of visualize it. And I did winter shot here before, so I didn't have what we currently have. So we can have kind of a blank canvas. And last year we had the beans up on this side of it and the beans failed, and that's where we put our green machine in. And our entry is over here. There's an old four-wheeler trail we can take down, and we planted incognito all the way along the edge here, and then we had standing corn in this whole section. And I can't tell you the amount of times I had 15 deer out in the field eating on green machine. I dipped down into the incognito out of our muddy, and then hopped on, we have the electric bike, the, the Rambo, and biked out of there and didn't spook a single deer. So for me in this plot, it's all about getting in, but then also getting out. A lot of times getting in, I hunt this stand a lot in the afternoon. It, it's not really a problem. You can get in there. It's when it's time to leave and you've got a pile of deer in there and you don't want to booger them. You know, we've, I've had times where I've had somebody come down and pick me up in the ranger to, to booger the deer versus me walking out. But we're always trying to protect our entrance and exit and then we're trying to figure out ways that we can get a 30-yard shot around the muddy. Um, I don't personally like taking much further than a 30, 35-yard shot at a whitetail. 
Um, I would take a 40-yard shot if I had to, but I'm probably not likely to take a 50-yard shot. So, so how are you going to plant this thing this year? This year, what we're going to do... And we'll link a video to the podcast, too, so you can kind of see this, what Tim's doing, if you're listening. Uh, probably a little bit further over. The strategy to manipulate deer movement has been just so awesome in this food plot. Yeah. Nothing like hunting a... a I'll call it a destination food source. So the X out in front of this stand right here is where we have a scrape tree. And we like to grab an oak that's got a lot of leaves. A lot of times we'll cut a big limb that's straight um, and we'll dig it in. We'll, we'll refresh those. Um, sometimes we'll hang some vines over them and stuff like that. But the scrape tree is kind of the focal point. It's about a 25-yard shot in front of the muddy. Um, a lot of times the deer are entering in this corner or this middle, this corner, or right here is where the deer are really coming from. We've got really good bedding along here, and then we've got really good bedding in a big ridge top that they come um, off of um, that they enter the field here. And that's about probably a 50-yard shot to get where they come out here. So I want them to come here. The scrape tree naturally is going to bring them there. But also, what about the deer that are coming during the rut and they're skirting? So we're taking what was green machine last year and we're going to put corn in this year. Um, and then what we're going to do kind of along this edge here is we're going to do corn as well, but we're going to leave strips of green from the entry point here, here, and here coming through the corn to get them into basically this central area here which is going to be green machine um it's going to be green machine but Part we also come back kid already right hot chick well we did sugar mama up here last year yep. so what i did is i went in and i frost seeded it this year and then we have just a beautiful clover plot so i'm going to leave that it'll probably be about 10 yards wide and then i'll have 10 yards wide of green machine that's going to run all the way down here and then, and then all the, the way runways. up here through all the runways and then on this side, we're going to do corn for probably maybe 10 feet out from the blind. That's going to, again, help for conceal. All of this behind the blind is incognito. And then there's a strip of incognito that runs here. So you What's can get in. Here? here, we're going to do um, the top half. We're going to do more corn here. And then we're going to do all green plots here Love because the, the green plots there, you can shoot out the left window and I want to make it so the fur, like the corn's maybe 40, 45 yards out. Um, so once they're in the green, they're in the gold. Once zone. they're in the green, you can kill them. Yep. And then they'll come in here as well. So um, I know it's kind of messy, um, but, you know, Timmy, for what? Why did you choose Green Machine over No BS? I love No BS. I know you do. I, I wanted Green Machine down there um, because we do hunt this plot later into the year. No BS does good later into the year too, but Green Machine, like the, the entire intention behind that mix is that it's going to stay green late into the winter. Um, a lot of times in Wisconsin at gun season, we've got snow. I want them digging down at that green. Um, so we gave it a go on a big chunk of it last year. It's a great, great question, Jake, too, because everybody knows that No BS is Timmy's little favorite. Yeah. So I like you thinking outside the box. For sure. But, yeah, again, for us, you know, in this little plot, we'll probably have a total of, I would bet, three quarters of an acre, maybe a little bit more of, uh, I mean, probably be, yeah, three quarters of an acre will probably be 
green plots between clover and then our fall plots and then the rest is going to be corn and they'll hit the corn for sure i mean the field's actually it's a stretch to be two acres yeah it feels bigger yeah it sure, sure does um but, the first time we stepped in we thought it was like six eight acres <laughs> Now it's two. But the problem is, is they like to hang out in this bottom corner, and I want them to come here. Our blind's literally in, like, it's in the middle of the field, it, yeah. and they don't seem to mind it. But I also don't like them, like, hanging out underneath the sand. That's why I like planting all the incognito around the sand, because they're not going to sit there and eat it. Um, we had corn right up to the blind in the front last year, and uh, I was sitting out there during gun season, and there's, like, five does going systematically and just picking off the corn cobs. And then they'd feed out, but you know you don't want a, a buck getting like within ten feet of an elevated blind. You're not going to get a shot. So um, we try and again can obstruct their vision, give them a nice path to come in to get to the kill spot. Multiple which paths, we've yeah. got we've got the scrape tree. Almost every buck that ends up coming in hits the scrape tree at some point, and it's a twenty-five yard shot. So love it. One jug of liquid courage covers that whole field. Two acres. Boom. One jug. Piece of cake. Or you could do half the field twice. Timmy, that's really good math. You like that? Sometimes <laughs> sometimes people forget how good at math You're I like am. You're like a mathematician. So Ooh let us know, um, you know, we're, we're going down. It's always so tough when you start from scratch in the spring and you look at it and you're like, some questions, Timmy. what are we going to do? So, First, I'll answer Greg's. You answer Rob's. Rob says, is incognito planted on all sides of the blind or just the back side? I, side. I, I planted it all across the back and then along about 10 feet wide where I walk in. Um, and then this year so what I'm going to do. in the do, front of it. I am going to put some in the front this year. Um, maybe like what if a, it grows 15 feet tall, you're just gonna I'll just chop it. I'll just nip the tops. Um, you know, we like to do it about 10 feet wide. You, you spray that on, it'll be like 30 feet tall. Dang right, never know. Might grow legs and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't test it that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I didn't like how I had corn planted up close, concealment wise. I wanted to, you know, be able to get in and out. They they end up just hammering the corn and like literally all these deer are right underneath the blind so i i like using incognito multi-purpose in that lower field number one purpose getting in and out of the stand number two keeping deer out of the area where i don't want them because i i have blackouts on some of the windows mm -hmm. I don't, i'm not going to open them i'm not going to look back there put incognito back there and you won't have to worry about a giant 10 pointer lingering <laughs> It's amazing how quickly, obviously we talk about on your two acre field, but it's amazing how quickly it changes how deer act. Like behind my house right now, I, I planted some, but it's not growing yet. They're finicky even in kind of daylight. Once it grows, all fall those deer are out there during daylight. It's, I mean, they react immediately to that safety, that concealment. So it can be used in a variety of ways. Getting to your tree stand is just one of them. Yep. Um, you know, blocking a road, blocking a neighbor, Manipulating deer movement. Yep. Great way to use it. Break up that half acre big sexy plot and kind of force deer to come where you want. Or if you know where they come, but they're always just out of range, change that. Bring them in closer, manipulate it. So, um, and then I'm going to answer Greg's question here. He was asking about incognito. What's it supposed to look like as far as plant wise? Um, it, as it's growing in its infancy, it, it almost looks like 
a little stalk of corn yeah. um, as it grows. I mean, it's got big, long, long leaves, almost like a corn stalk would. Um, similar family, the, the green sorghums, the sorghum sedan grasses, the Egyptian wheats are all going to look similar to that. Um, um, planted last week of April, four inches tall, somewhat spotty. It'll fill in once, once we get soil temps. Incognito likes warm soil, warm weather, moisture rain, and liquid courage. That's what it likes. Favorite, that, that's its diet. So, But what you'll find with it is those plants that grow up and tall spend a lot of time growing down they first. They also grow out. Um, so it, a lot of the root, root development happens really in that first month, yep. I would say. Once, um, once they develop roots, yeah, they, they explode because they can absorb nutrients. And then yeah. when, when it's starting to hit that growth and all of a sudden you get it to three, four feet <laughs> and it's starting to go, that's a perfect time to hit it with fertilizer yep. again. Because then you're going to give it that next boost to really shoot up. It and, needs nutrients. But it's what, 120 days? 110, 120. To full, to full maturity. So, yeah. I mean, full full maturity. So don't don't rush the process there. You can plant it late July and still get everything you want out of it. Yep. So don't think you have to plant it way too early. Um, I'm holding unless off you're mainly because of Dikembe time. Mutombo. But um, I, we'll probably get off. a lot of our incognito in at end of, end of June. Um, just due to my schedule, but I think that'll work out just fine. But absolutely, you know, anytime you're looking at planting that time of year too, because it can get really hot, I'm I'm gonna get it prepped and ready, and we're gonna just wait until we have some good rain, um, and Heck then yeah. we're gonna get it planted. And same thing with our fall plots this year. We we tried to do them earlier last year. Uh, we planted a lot of our our plots in July, and we ended up hitting a drought and. <laughs> Then they, they we, we fought weeds in a lot of our, our plots this year. Um, I, we just we mistimed the weather, you know. So yeah. this year, I'm really going to look for that consistent, like not a one-day rain in the forecast. Like, yep, we, we got four days consistent. It's going to rain, and I'm going to get the fall plots in. End of July, early August, um, uh, rain, rain will make or break your plots. So Mother Nature has the final say. Um, yeah, I, I tell you what, I love all these questions about incognito because that mix, we call it a food plot, but all the rest are food. That one's not, but it's one of the ones that gets me the most excited just because of how quickly it can change your hunting, your property. Um, it, it it's, it's a, one of those that just is so impactful on your property that once you plant it, you're going to plant it in a variety of ways the next season and continue to use it to create better opportunities. So when that's, that's it's fun really, to talk about that. One. You know, we work a lot with um, homegrown outfitters and they're like the Kings of that. Obviously they've got bigger budgets and they're putting in, yeah. they're putting in water holes. But I mean, the things that they do for their hunters is all manipulation of how the deer travel to a general social area that gets them in front of the stand yep. within 35 yards. Yeah. I don't want to take 40, 50 yard shots at a whitetail. I just don't want to do it. So how do you structure your plots in a way that obstructs view that gets them into that area? I love using scrape trees, um, in our, in our plots. They, they're very, very proven for us. Yeah. Um, they almost always come in and hit it. They typically will offer you a better shot opportunity when they're at something like that. Yeah. Um, which I'm the type of guy that I'll take all the advantages I can get to be more successful and more lethal and all those things. Yeah. So. 
And I got the new bow this year, so I'm, I'm Have ready you shot to it yet? I haven't got it set up okay. yet. I haven't made it in there. But they did send me this nice new hat. Now that you're getting married, you might as well just sell it. After you get married, you can't hunt anymore. What? Yeah, that's little-known fact. Jeepers, I didn't read that in the fine print. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of fine print. To me. Mel's probably watching, and you probably upset her right now. I love she, Mel, though. She came She's hunting. very nice. She, we both had COVID during gun season last year, and, and she came and sat in the blind with me. And it was, like, one of the best nights because there was, like, 40 deer that came down. It was just like, oh, there's one, there's one. But you had no COVID luck. the last two deer seasons. No, just one. Close contact, first, the next one. Yeah. You've ruined hunting camp the last two years. Sorry. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Not great. Sheesh. Sheesh. But I'm ready. I'm ready to go this year. I love my new hat. I'm feeling fast. The Matthews archery hat? Yeah. Nice. It's not going to be my killing hat. Did that come with your bow? Yeah. What a deal. Yeah. I like it. I see Jeff Nelson finally got on the Matthews train. Yeah. Took him long enough. What a puss. Yeah. Shooting a hoist. I mean, I'm I'm all for what you want to shoot, but you should shoot a Matthews. It's It's just more fun to give him crap. I think everybody in our camp is shooting Matthews this year. I mean, I would shoot a Hoyt. I just can't afford them. I can't either. You know? can't afford to miss. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I'll shoot anything. I just got too many too many friends at Matthews, you know? Got to help them out. Love it. Yeah, the bow came with the hat, correct, Ryan? Yeah, bought the hat, got the bow for free. Yeah, it was a good deal. Those Richardsons have gotten expensive. And our buddy Chris uh, at HHA. Oh, yeah? I got a nice site. I'm ready You're to rock. You're getting dialed in. Yep. No excuses. No excuses. Brian's no. going to spray the liquid courage on your plot. You got a new hat that came with a bow. You got a new site. Yeah. Psh, what else do you need? Probably that Garmin site. <laughs> so I, I have a tough time dude, using it. What happens if the battery dies? Like right as you pull back on that freaking booner. You got to do what our ancestors did. You just got to go instinctual on that thing and let her fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Fred Bear just, you know, he didn't he didn't have fancy sights. He just let freedom ring and just let, he sent it. You're no Fred Bear, my friend. I know. <laughs> I did watch a lot of Spirit of the Wild back in the day, though. We should, when we, can, we should call Ted. When I this did. podcast starts, I want the Fred Bear song playing in the background. I don't care what it costs. I actually, Mel, when we were putting How together the, the wedding to playlist, thing? she said, well, like, you haven't really contributed many songs. And I was like, it's the, Fred Bear. Yeah. She's like, it's On seven repeat. minutes long. It's and the I'm greatest like, song ever. We will play it start to finish. It doesn't finish. have to be the first dance. No. I like, mean, but maybe third or fourth song. And yeah. she's like, the w- dance floor is going to clear out. I was like, you uh, just you, watch. Yeah. You understand the hillbillies that are coming to this yeah. wedding? Do you have enough beer? Oh yeah, eight kegs at our wedding. Yeah, from the, all your basically the venue pro- like has a bunch of of them, and mm-hmm. like they they gave me the guarantee we're not going to run out. The old guarantee. You got Jake coming. I've seen him in action. You should have saw him at Turkey Camp. Did you put him down? He went down. <laughs> I love that. Jake got a pretty jacked up at Turkey Camp. Well, you he finally was, killed your first turkey. Killed my first turkey. No thanks to Jake, who was sleeping in the blind. Trying to figure out if it was the barbecue or the beer that he that made him feel a probably little woozy. He I, was drinking CL smoothies like the mountains were never going to not be blue. or they're gonna, I don't even know. They were just going down the hatch. He was the guy that's like, final, 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 <laughs> final, 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 final. That's typically me. Yeah, yeah. Honest. He took your place. 
Although you can handle it better. He's kind of a wuss. Yeah. Although he did call the bird in after he dialed Ralph. Well, dialed that, that hunt was filmed, so that should be uh, – We had so much fun. That should be up and in, in, in going soon. We've got – Andrew's the master behind the camera. That man, he can even make me look good. So I'm pumped up. We've got our camera now, so I I do want to invest in, and start filming hunts because it um, – That camera right there you're looking into, bro. It's just so – cool like you that would involve you, you hunting and shooting deer uh, yeah what's gonna happen this year we when was the last time you shot a deer again 2018 okay <laughs> i hope I, you kill a booner this year buddy i think i need to go home i think you need to just go in with the fred bear attitude like your you, whatever you, know, you call it all tribal and shit or true something. true story i was on a elk hunt and it was dad and i's bucket list hunt we'd been ever since i was a kid when we watched hunting shows We'd see the guys that went in and did the elk camp where they were staying in the wall tent. They went in horseback, and, like, we talked about it for years and finally booked it. And we get it up in there, and we're, like, sleeping at, like, 9,000 feet. It was beautiful. And we saw elk the first two days, and then we went three days without seeing an elk. And it was our last day to hunt, and our guide was sick. And he was down in the tent, and he's Drank like, well, the nasty water. How about you guys? Well, the, the day before, true story, we ran out of water, and there was a spring coming out of the side of the mountain, and he jammed a stick in it to make, like, a little spout. And I looked down, there's moose shit everywhere. Oh, you're lucky he you just, didn't die. He just swipes it out of the way. He's like, I think we're probably good. How'd that work out? Filled it, filled up my water bottle. Yeah. I goosed that down. Um, but you yeah, I did it. I just you goosed it, it down. Oh yeah, sent <laughs> it. I watched Top Gun, the new Top Gun. Last was it night. good? It was phenomenal. I've heard good things. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Really I watched good the movie. old one the other day. Just Dude, because you got to go to it, and you got to go to it in the theaters. That's it, what I hear. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so he's sick in the tent. Dad and I climb up, and we were overlooking the valley, and we spot this like early on in in a in a hunt you're like i'm not going to shoot anything small like i want to get a nice elk been there and then after day two that changes your standards start to change it's kind of like you know when you have a lot of liquid courage at the bar and it's like the standards just start when you walk in you're looking for a 10 when you you go home with a two yeah (laughs) there's actually a really funny video on that um but anyways i i spot from like 300 yards away this raghorn and i'm like I went into beast night, mode. Night. Like if I had face paint, Did you go I, Fred Bear on it. And I ran back down to the tent and I put Fred Bear on, and he's like in his sleeping bag, just <laughs> rocking. And I turned it off, and he's like, "Put it back on." And five minutes later, we were dressed up, and went up. The raghorn was gone, but that night I ended you up killed, killing. My yeah, you bowl. killed the better bull. Yeah. So it uh, that that song works magic. Maybe we need to listen to more of that this fall. Yeah, I agree. All right, done. Consider it done. I love that. I love the song. Love the story. Love that you're getting married. Getting married. That's Next fun. time you all see me, I'll be uh, a married man. Timmy outkicked his coverage. Yeah. I've always thought that's interesting. Like when when you outkick your coverage, don't you kind of feel bad for for Mel? Because she can't do you feel bad for Jen. No, no, not at all. But <laughs> do you think she goes to her friends and says like, "Well, I guess I settled for Tim," because you can't both outkick your coverage. What do you think, Jen? Again, why well, we, is this all on me? Because you're getting married. I'm already married. Fair. So the focus is on you, Tim. This is your week. It's my week. Because after this, you don't matter anymore. Um, but Trying anyways, to give me cold feet. Like, That's what's going on. We no, not at all. We can't both help get our coverage. Well, I did. I know, but so did you. 
But that means they didn't. So are they talking to their friends like, oh, boy, I could have done better, but you know what? He's, he's nice. I guess I never really thought about it through that lens. Right? I kind of feel like shit now. <laughs> I know. Like they're settling. I, right? Somebody has to settle. Dang it. If you and I didn't, then, well, I mean, it's interesting. I'd, I'd, I would be curious to know what others think. This might be an opportunity for some feedback here. Well, we'll have a nice wedding picture with with the four of us, and uh, they can they can make the determination. Fair, Everyone's all right. Going to agree with us. All right. Perfect. Yeah. All right. We got Jake's anniversary was yesterday. Congrats to Jake and Jordan. They've got three little minions. Holy Hannah, and they're still married. They've done it. Jake yeah. kicked his coverage. Jordan's telling all her friends she settled. Yeah. <laughs> Being alive beats the alternative i guess right well um this ryan so, nordahl six years congrats man sheesh this saturday everybody's have everybody got married in june it's a good time when did you get married same year as ryan but i got married in october october See, that's like <laughs> what were we saying earlier prior planning prevents not being able to hunt in october <laughs> jake had twins in october he hunted. It's all, well, yeah. He's we are driving saint. to Kentucky. No lie, driving to Kentucky on our big hunt. And as we're driving, I looked at Jake and I said, "Jake, you're the only human in this car, for sure. Let alone this county or this state that would be in this car if we would have just had twins a week ago." And at that point, we for sure knew that he outkicked his coverage. Yeah, Jordan was at home with a one-year-old and twins, and Jake was going down to Kentucky. She's a saint. She's a saint. We're all lucky. That's what we're trying to say, Tim. I don't know where I was going with that. Now, 11 years in June. Look at all these guys. Eight years. 11 years, 11 years. I mean, what, what's, eight the, years? what's the big Timmy? Ad, I need some advice here. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. looking for advice like here, I'm guys. We have, like, feet, we have 100 years of experience. So, so we had 136 years of research to come out with this product. We've got 136 years of experience to help you survive marriage. Yeah. Come on, guys. Come Should on, Jake, Rob, hard. Ryan, Jason. Mel's a saint. One piece of advice for Timmy as he gets married here. Zero years, no regrets. All right. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, you kill me, Anthony. But I think we end this topic now that we've we've launched Liquid Courage. We couldn't be more excited, honestly. It's one of those products that is going to help you no matter what you plant, where you plant it, how you plant it. Yep. If you're an apple farmer or you're a deer hunter, it's going to help. We'll continue Gardner. to we're going to continue to kind of release tidbits, facts, help answer questions. That's what we're here for. What about this? Ooh. All right. Ooh. Let's say you're a guy that's you're putting in food plots and you got a garden at home. Ooh. And Send it. Let's say that. As an example, you've got one and three quarters acres of food plot. One and, you've and three got quarters? A quarter garden acre garden. Oh, back there you home. go. There you go. Tell your wife you got her some, some fertilizer for her plants. It's going to spit out tons more green beans. Timmy. That's going to benefit you at the dinner table. It's going to make her happy because she's going to have the green thumb. And it's going to be a win-win. How about that for marriage advice? I hear you. I hear you. I love it. That's what I'm saying. I love it. I don't say much, but when I say it, I mean it. Amen. <laughs> you don't. You don't say much. I say a lot. <laughs> All I hear here is freaking chirp, 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 chirp. <laughs> Whew. 
Oh, Yikes. Lord. Well, thanks, everybody, for attending. If, you, if you're listening to this not live and on the podcast, it's on YouTube. Um, you'll be able to see the video um, to, to see kind of our, our elaborate plot breakdown. Yeah, but the plot plan. We're, we're going to do a lot more uh, video like we do every year down there once we get it started. Um, and we're going to do a lot more in our big field because the 20-acre the field is going to take – you know, it's probably get, realistically going to be a 10-year transformation. Oh, yeah. It's so you got to get those trees up. Um, Takes time for cedars and man, switch and all that to grow. A, it's going to be a game changer. And, like, for me, the property is all about establishing a legacy for, for long term. Like, my kids can enjoy it. and um, But there's definitely short-term things you can do to improve hunting as you're establishing your long-term plans as well. So. Absolutely. Heck yeah. No, this was fun. Episode three. The camera didn't break. The camera didn't break. Riley did a hell of a job getting us back on track. Got Liquid Courage launched. It's, it's headed out to dealers near you. Mic thingies. This week. Got some cool custom mics. Um, Dude, we look really cool with these mics. We are, I mean, if, yeah. Like, I f- look good, feel good. Yeah. You know, that's what I always say. That's, and you, f- you look great, Timmy. So you must feel even better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm growing out the mustache for the wedding. With all this advice, with all this advice, I mean, you're going to be set next. You're going to come running down the aisle but, next but, Saturday. Rob, the the issue with splurging on the anniversary is this is normally the weekend where I go to Lake Malax and catch walleyes. Last year, the, a year when we get married, a year ago, the day we're going to get married, Jake and I were up on Malax just shellacking smallmouth. No, you were just catching CL smoothies. I did have quite From a few. From what I days. heard. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I had quite a few. You got schnicked, sh- as you say. Yeah, but we caught some fish. <laughs> you know. uh, cool. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for uh, joining us for episode three. And um, we're excited. Episode special four will launch probably of come. Liquid Courage. Sometime late June, probably, we'll do another episode. Yeah, I suppose we'll get you married and off on your honeymoon and off gallivanting. I'm going to come back with, like, shell necklaces. A puka necklace? Sick tan. Probably be ripped up. Well, yeah, that won't I'm going to hit the gym at least twice. You will be married and tan. The rest of it, you know, <laughs> we'll see. Don't get your schnoz all burned either. I, uh, try not Watch to. Watch the schnoz. Sucker sticks out. But, anywho. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, all. We'll see you see soon. Ya. Thanks for listening to the Beers and Bucks podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review so others can find out about the show.